All right, all right, all right. Thank you guys for joining us today. My name is Maurice Washington. I'm your host, and welcome to Executive Talk. I would like to welcome those that are online and those that are watching online and also our studio audience. Today we're going to talk about one of the most common challenges business owners have in their business, which is uh, time management. So today's topic is called Chaos and Time Management, and it's a two-part series, so please make sure that you join us next week to uh, make sure that you fill out the whole conversation. So before we get started, what I'd like to do is uh, talk to our studio audience real quick, and I want to know what kind of obstacles that you guys have as business owners. What obstacles come to mind when it comes to time management in general? So if we can have a, uh, a guest here at the mic. Sure. And please state your name and also the name of your business. Hi, Maurice. I'm Kathy Ziola with Communication Works. The biggest issue that I find uh, that I struggle with is uh, managing the most pressing next thing that has to get done and also finding a, a time to do the long range, kind of bigger picture kinds of activities. Okay. So that kind of, I'm always doing the next thing and then I don't quite have time to do the bigger picture stuff. <laughs> do the bigger picture stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. And another par uh, participant? Sure. Thank you, Bradley. Hello. I'm Bradley Nathan and I have my own country financial agency. Okay. One of my time issues is I've got clients throughout Metro Denver and Colorado Springs and <clears throat> I find that a lot of times they want me to come to their offices, come to their homes versus coming to my office. So I'm driving around all over the place mm -hmm. and yeah. I need to find ways to do it more efficiently. Gotcha. All right. Makes sense. So thank you too for the, for chiming in. Cause yeah, those are absolutely big time management issues that business owners go through. So before we get started into the conversation, what I like to do is actually talk about and actually define what time actually means. So the definition of time is a system of those sequ sequential relations that any event has to any other as past, present, or future, and definite and continuous duration regarded as that in which events succeed one another. So what we're going to do is we're going to define time as the X, okay? Because when you listen to that definition, it's like, what, what exactly does that mean? Okay, so for business owners, let's just put a, put a definition on it as the X. And then so today I'm going to define it as the maintenance part of your business. The definition of management is the act or manner of managing, handling, direction, or control. So we'll define management as the actual control. And when you look at the word time management uh, together, this is the definition. So time management is the analysis of how working hours are spent and the prioritization of tasks in order to maximize personal efficiency in the work workplace. So for business owners, time management is the actual resolution. So when it comes to, when it comes to that, we wanna, we wanna look at this, we wanna look at time management in, in a few different ways. We wanna look at time management as, since it is the actual goal, how can we achieve it? What actually gets in the way of that particular goal? So before we get into that, let's talk about what are the frustration statements what, what frustration statements have you found yourself saying when it relates to time? And we'll go to the back here, Deidre. Hello, my name is Deidre Brooks and I'm with Ms. Marketing Maven. Okay. And I would say there's not enough time in the day. 
not enough time. Just not enough day. time in the day. Yeah, it's very frustrating. <laughs> wish I had more hours in the day for sure. <laughs> See, 24 hours can never be enough, right? No, never yeah, enough. Never. Never. Right. <laughs> so what other what other comments do we have? What other statements do we have out there? Brenda, do you have any statements that you have? And remember, these are things that you find yourself saying on a consistent basis. Just time management between home and work. Time management between home and work. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here's here's what I've uh, here's what I've learned in being in the marketplace for over seven years. This is some of the some of the statements I've heard. So some of the statements I've heard is not enough time of the day. Kind of like what you were saying. Has has anybody ever said this? The year went by way too fast. Yeah, absolutely. Not enough time, well, during the day. Um, and we also have, um, I, I, I have way too much to do, okay? So those all together, it really, it really I don't know, I, I, bottom line, it frustrates us, right? So now, the way that I correlate those particular statements is instead of direct attachment to goal setting, okay? And when I say goal setting, I mean goal setting can actually become a beauty or a beast. And the way that I want to context, uh, put that in context is you have 24 hours as a, as a business owner, okay? And so as a business owner, when you have 24 hours, the way that it typically shows up is that you schedule your day from about 8 to 5, you have your specific appointments, you have your tasks, you have everything all set up for the day, and then you have to have your personal life. But then if you're not, compl if you're not finished with the day as a whole, then what do you do? You take your work home with you if you have an office, or if you have a home office, you're always at work, typically. So then you go and work from seven to 10, and then you finally go to bed. And then, lo and behold, you're sleeping, then all of a sudden, oh, I have a great epiphany. I can, I can do this to my business. So you wake up, because you gotta capture that moment, right? So as you capture that moment, you're up at 12 o'clock, and then you're up until two o'clock, and then you work, and then what happens, you go back to sleep and then you have to wake up early again and start doing it all over again, okay? So the beauty is that you have 24 hours to do that, but the way that we utilize those 20 hours can backfire quite a bit, okay? So business owners and goals, when you, when you think about this, business owner kind of 101 is, it always talks about have your goals. Know what your goals are, go for them, go for them, go for them. And that's how we're programmed as business owners to just go, go, go. And so the beauty of it is to see people being in this light where you're absolutely just going for it and there's nothing that will ever stop you. And they're saying, hey, I had this appointment, I had this appointment, oh, and I had this to do. And so you're constantly on the go. But the beast of it is goals can have these casualties, can it? If you think about it as a, as a whole, when you think about all the goals and all the time that you're spending trying to achieve those goals, what happens is the family, so let's say two years from now, your, your goal is to get to, get to 100,000 in two years. And you tell your family, you tell your friends, hey, I have goals, I'm running, this is what I'm gonna do. And of course they're gonna say, I support you, that sounds great, just go for it. And so next thing you know, you're going all day long, you can't spend time with your friends, your family gets pushed to the back burner, okay? can't quite make all those events. When you go to those events, you're not really happy because you know that you should be working, okay? 
So it becomes a reciprocal thing where you just, there's a never ending cycle when it comes to time. So that's the casualties that it can have. So whether you're successful or not at the end of that two years, you have to look back and see, wow, none of my friends want to talk to me anymore. Or my significant other or my kid is really upset with me right now. So how do I deal with that? So that's what I mean by time can actually have its casualties in business ownership. And you hear it very often. I see it on Facebook all the time. Man, I wish I can spend more time with my family. Or man, I wish I can spend more time with my friends. So when you think about it, business ownership in a lot of, a lot of people's lives feels like it gets in the way. So what bothers you? So I want to step into a different area of your business, which is the to-do list. Okay, What about to-do list bothers you? Hear from you, Nora. Hi, I'm Nora Nye, and I'm a bankruptcy attorney. I have my own law firm, the okay. Law Office of N. Nora Nye LLC. Thanks for being and here. the problem I have with to do lists is if I don't get to everything on my to do list, it just sits there and it taunts me. Yes. <laughs> like, why haven't you gotten it done? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. That was awesome. Kathy? Sure. I actually like to-do lists, for one thing. But the thing about them that I have trouble with is that uh, I cross things off the list, and then there are things that don't get crossed off the list. And I forget to transfer them to the next day. I don't track <laughs> yes. them. And then things slip through the cracks, and, yes. the, and I just get lost. Yes. I like that. I like that. So what about you, Christy? I'm Christy Martin, an aspiring business owner. <laughs> I think for me it's that the tedious keep getting longer and longer, and I can't get to them. Yes, yes, I like that. All right, thank you very much. So, yes, I, I, all those statements are absolutely true. Um, to-do lists can seem like never ending battle, and you're right. As soon as you don't have the ability to cross it off, and if it doesn't transfer over to the next day, it subconsciously gets stuck that you still have a lot to do. Okay, so to-do lists can almost feel like a never ending task. So um, I want to go here. To-do lists are actually hard to quantify. Okay, to-do lists are very hard to quantify because there's really, I, I, I call it the busy work. And the reason why I say it's hard to quantify is because to-do lists can be very silent. It doesn't give you that, sometimes that immediate gratification that business owners actually look for. See, business ownership, you're, you're taking a huge risk, okay? And when you're taking that risk, when you're in that time zone, and you're not, it's not, when, it, when tasks are silent and their to-do lists are very silent and don't really communicate saying, oh, you did a good job, it creates a level of, hmm, why should I be doing this? Am I spending my time right? Okay, let me push this one aside because it actually doesn't mean, it doesn't, it's not that meaningful right now. So then that silent to-do list is that to-do list that starts egging you, egging you, and egging you on to the point where you start cutting that off mentally. So you're not thinking about it anymore because you don't want to feel guilty that you're not getting your to-do list done. Okay, so what we end up doing as business owners, again, because we have to quantify the risk that we're taking. We have to qualify, quantify the time that we're taking when we're, when we're handling our business. So what we end up doing is we spend a lot of time on the immediate gratification task because that actually quantifies what we're doing. 
it makes us feel good that we feel like we achieved something. And with that being said, that's, that's a hard thing to do because what I've learned also is your to-do list, the silent to parts of your to-do list is where business growth actually comes from. Okay, those are those maintenance that keeps the vehicle oiled. It is a well machine, well oiled machine. And all those tasks, there are specific tasks that need to be handled that specific day, but there's also those tasks that always need to be consistent. And that's what keeps you going and keeps you sustained. So how do you guys think fear shows up in time management? Sure, Bradley. Well, I think fear shows up kind of like what was said earlier. It's the waking up in the middle of the night, oh, I've got something else to do or I've got a great idea. Um, or it's you know starting the morning out and thinking about what was on the old to-do list that didn't get done that I need to transfer over today, but here's all those new things as well. Yeah. I like that. How about you? And you're naming your name of your business. Um, my name is Pilar, and Pilar. I'm like Christy, an aspiring, pretend, you know, future. <laughs> All right. Future. I think fear is a good motivator too, in terms of time management. It gets me, like, kicks me sometimes. It keeps you going, right? <laughs> All right. And what about you, Kathy? Did you have something on that? Um, I think one of the things that happens is when I get shot, there are certain things I'm shy about doing okay. or I don't have confidence in doing them. And so then I resist the actions that I need to take yeah, and absolutely. they just don't get done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Deidre, did you have something on that topic? I think I get really overwhelmed. I think that is a huge negative and a huge fear, just the overwhelming fe feeling of not getting things done yeah. and not transferring the list over. It's just, yeah, I think, but just the feeling of being overwhelmed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So, so fear and time management, uh, and I think all those are brilliant statements. Um, when I look at it, when I, when I think about the whole picture of fear and time management, quiet time actually creates fear. Because one thing, I've, one, one thing I've realized is that when there's too much space sometimes, you look at your calendar, you have an appointment at, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning, and then you have this appointment at 1, and then nothing else going on. Just like that, it's very silent. Okay, That gap in between that 9 o'clock and that 1 o'clock appointment, there's a lot of fear. It's like, oh my goodness, am, am I doing the right thing? Am I being lazy? Okay, am I being productive? Am I, not, am I not a good business owner because I'm not doing something right now? So I think, I think the quiet time for us, a lot of us, and it's a, it's a personal thing that actually trans, transfers into our business because we're, we're never that far from our business since we are the business owner. I also think indecisiveness is a kind of a, is, is in relation to fear. So when you think about indecisiveness, when, when, you, when it boils down to the consistency of what indecisiveness actually does to you, if you're constantly not being decisive about your decisions, okay, it actually dips right back in that to-do list. Because you're not really sure if you should be doing that. You're not really for sure, so you're always questioning yourself. 
And so when you doubt the decisions that you're making, it actually creates a level of fear. So with the indecisiveness, it, it, it forces you not to move in time. It, may, it forces you not to because you're not, you don't trust yourself with the time that's spent and also the decisions that you're going to make with the time. So fear is definitely a beast when it comes to that. So what I, what I think is we, all, we always, all, always try to satisfy time versus the growth of the business. So when you're trying to satisfy time, typically you're, you're going to overcompensate in a lot of different areas. So with that nine to one example, and then you have one to the rest of the day because you have no other appointments that are going on, you're always gonna try to satisfy time. Oh man, well, you know, let me look at this particular group. Let me join this. Well, I have time to do this. I have a lot of idle time. And then as soon as you get busy, now you're in real trouble, aren't you? As soon as your business starts to pick up, now you're in trouble because now you have to cut off ties with those particular groups or organizations that you may have joined to fulfill that time. So really, and also just looking at the growth of your business. You know, when I think, when I think of business owners, I think two different, er two different arenas show up. We think of retail and we think of service-based business. So as a retail location, what, you think, what do you think of? You think of constant transactions on a regular basis, right? So when you think about those constant transactions, that, that makes you feel good, like, okay, I'm, I'm in business now because there's always something, there's always a transaction happening. But as a service-based business, you actually need time, don't you? Because on some levels, you actually have to service your clients <laughs> and fulfill the requirements that you said in, within that contract. So with the service-based business, if you have to quantify time, sometimes you actually need that space in order for your business to succeed. And so that time, with that quiet time, if you're using it correctly, you can increase your service-based business, but then you can actually increase your business model to support the increase of service that you're, that you're providing. But again, just really realizing what your business model is, if it's a service-based business versus a retail, you have certain obligations of time that you have to commit to. So uncertainty of business model. Has anybody ever had that, that particular, I don't know, feeling inside? Yeah? So when it boils down to uncertainty of, of the business model, if, you're not, if you don't feel comfortable with your business model and what exactly its, its functionality is, what needs to be part of that business model, what marketing that, that you actually specifically need to do, what will happen is you'll spend so much time, okay, I keep on saying the word time, right? You'll spend so much time trying to figure out what this business model is and that time just keeps on going. Because if you're, which creates indecisiveness, which creates, okay, is this the right marketing? Is this the right marketing component? Okay, if it is, I should have heard something right now. So, oh, I need to go back and try it over again. Okay, so this, this uncertainty of the business model, which is ultimately fear with the uncertainty, you're going to find yourself making a lot of indecisive, a lot of, you know, close your eyes, throw the dart at the dartboard type, type decisions and that will inevitably get in the way of your business. So, how will this show up in your, in your business model? The way that's gonna show up in your business model is through sabotage, okay? One thing I've learned, and this is for all the social media people out there, it's absolutely okay, because that is your business, 
But what do we turn to as business owners when we have idle time and we're unsure? Social media, right? We go to Facebook, we catch up with friends, we go to LinkedIn, we go to Twitter, we start tweeting about news that is pretty much irrelevant for that time and space. But nonetheless, that's what we do to start filling that time. Or that sabotage looks like we start taking two-hour lunches, okay? Having a great time, just the world is all ours. We're business owners, so it doesn't really matter. Or we just start doing it, we start taking phone calls that are about two, three hours long, and we talk to our friends. And so the weird thing is, when you were working for that specific company back in the day before you became a business owner, when you had nine to five hours, did you have all that time to do that? Not at all. So what happens to us as business owners that we start to add that in? That goes back to quiet time. Not knowing in that indecisive and indecisiveness within the business model. It all starts to creep in where we don't feel like we're being you know, we're not, we're not sabotagers, but when we're not doing the right orders and we start bringing in stuff that's not, that's not productive for your business, you have to give it as justice that we're in that place, that we're close to that spot of sabotaging which gets back and correlates to the to-do list and everything, all the functions of time that you need. So if we define time as X and that's the maintenance, how are you handling the maintenance of your business? That's really what we wanna question right there. So another, another way it will show up is we start extending yourself beyond your capacity. How many people have done that before? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that all the time. Got really wore out. Still survive, but nonetheless, <laughs> got really wore out. But at the end of the day, when you start sending yourself beyond your capacity, and that's why I was bringing that example up before, is you start adding too many groups. I'll join this and I'll do this because hopefully, because again, I need more transactions. If you're a service-based business, you start adding more things because you feel like those groups will bring you that thing. Then next thing you know, it's just a cycle. Now there is actually no more time. So when your business starts to pick up. When you start getting those referrals, you look at your calendar, and next thing you know, um, I, I really can't help you. Or I can help you, I'll just push this back, and, and then again, it creeps all into the family time, and then again, it, it creates a whole cycle. So really understanding that particular um, component is huge. So how many people time block? Okay, somewhat. <laughs> Actually, let's hear, let's hear more about that, Deidre. So I'm attempting to time block, and then I find something else will come in, and something else will come up, and a family member will need a ride here or something. So I'd, I have a hard time trying to readjust. Yeah. Um, but I need to get into the habit. I guess they say it takes 30 days to get a habit done, so I guess I got to just be more on it, I guess, probably. <laughs> Probably, probably. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Brenda, do you time block? With being a massage therapist, I find myself, if I have appointments set aside and then I have those cancellations and then it's my day shot because I've had four cancellations and I've got a big block of time that's completely open. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you successfully start out the day mm -hmm. time blocking, and then if there's a cancellation, then all of a sudden- It's dead. It's dead, just that quick. Ooh, sunshine. 
<laughs> Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Okay, Nora. Well, I have a, a lot of those issues too with cancellations, but I also have with current clients who then want to contact me. And so I'm constantly, you know, getting new things where they're contacting me and they want my time, but I don't have that because I tried to time block for other things. <laughs> for somebody else, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> Got you, Bradley. So when I think about time blocking, I, I think about building what they say are the rocks. What are the core activities in my business that I have to do on a daily and a weekly basis and putting those in and they have to be immovable. Um, but then clients come up and you get to that, you know, decision, gosh, I really want to meet with this client. Um, can I move that rock? And I think when you start allowing yourself to lose the discipline of, you know, keeping the block, the block, then you kind of, as Brenda mentioned, you lose control of your calendar very quickly. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. Time blocking, you know, I, I find that to be one of those, I don't know. It's, a, it's always a catch-22 because you're exactly right. If you read a Brian Tracy, Brian Tracy book on time blocking or time management, time when, it, when, it, when you read a book on time management, it always shows up. Time, you know, time block. Schedule this in, your A1 priorities, B1 priorities, C1 priorities, so on and so forth. So that's all your to-do list and everything that you need to do during the day. So what happens to business owners, and I've seen it on a, such a consistent basis, I'm guilty of it myself. But when it, you have a specific time, and yes, somebody may call and say, hey, you know what? I, I need to cancel, I need to you know, reschedule. And then all of a sudden, your, your beautiful day that's just perfectly time blocked is all of a sudden just open. So then that becomes, that becomes scary. Or let's say everything, all, everything in your schedule is working exactly how you planned it, okay? So you're time blocking, you time block calls, you time, time block follow up on emails, you time block to-do lists, right? So when you time block those to-do lists, and let's say you do it successfully for d three days, well, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, right? Then what happens on that fourth day when, I don't know, I don't know what, what happens, but the universe kind of tests you out a little bit, okay? So nine o'clock is your, Time, you time block to make phone calls and follow up on those emails and everything is systematic because you've been doing it for three days strong. And then on the fourth day, it's nine o'clock, you're on the computer, you're about to follow up on emails and guess what, your mom calls. Hey, how you doing? Hey, need to talk to you, can you come over real quick? Because what happens, something in the universe says, hey, you're a business owner, you have free time, you can come right now when you want to when that is totally not the truth, is it? No. So, but what happens is because of that mindset, because we're actually, it feels like we're, feels like we're already subjected to that, we actually go with that particular mindset. So we say, you know what, you're right, I am a business owner, I can do that later on. When I get back home, I'll put the kids to sleep, we'll eat dinner, or I'm sorry, I had to re reverse that. <laughs> we'll eat dinner, <laughs> and then we'll put the kids to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put the kids to sleep and everything works out. And then I can do my work then. But lo and behold, what happens to you? Get a little tired, right? Just don't really feel like it. The next, day is, the next day is actually one of your busiest days of the week. 
and then so it creeps into your weekend, and the next thing you know, like you were saying earlier, Kathy, is that you actually don't do any of that, okay? And that's, that's the challenge with time blocking. So time blocking in and of itself is actually a very good component of your business, but there's a success factor. It actually, it actually creates quite the issue sometimes because as a business owner, if you're time blocking and you're not successfully doing it on a regular basis, you don't want to feel bad emotionally. Like, I, I can't <laughs> commit to my own time blocking. Why even do it? That's actually the first statement that typically happens to business owners. So they don't do it and just kind of fly by the seat of their pants and hopefully everything kind of works out within that, within that day. So, with, so there's a system that you have to create for yourself, a successful system of time blocking that needs to be created and successfully um, planned on a regular basis. But time blocking can be a vicious cycle if you're not used to it. So really wrap your mind around time blocking, how that works. Um, has anybody else felt like they were sabotaging, their, sabotaging themselves when it, come, when it comes to time? Thank you, Nora. Well, I'm a lawyer, and so we're famous for procrastinating. <laughs> so okay. I'm constantly procrastinating. So I'm constantly telling myself, oh, yes, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And then I yeah. never do. And so I sabotage everything. <laughs> yeah, so procrastination is definitely one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love to sleep. <laughs> so I sabotage myself by sleeping in and it, you know, hours and hours passes by and then I have to make up time and make up time. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Bradley. Well, I think as, uh, you know, successful business owners, we also get asked to do a lot. So whether it's uh, doing some work for my nonprofit foundation or doing work for maybe uh, you know, a chamber of commerce or something like that or another business association, uh, I think I sabotage myself a lot by not having the ability to say no. No, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It is amazing as business owners, um, when it comes to time, we don't like to say no a lot, do we? Now, I think that what, what clicks in is the simple fact that business owners were, as soon as we become business owners, we go into the service-based mode, okay? We want to help others. We want to succeed and we want our communities to blossom, et cetera, et cetera. So within that community blossom, yes, we keep on saying, hey, okay, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can commit to that. Yes, I can be here, so on and so forth. Absolutely. And I think that's really, I think that's a very good point. And so what about scheduling? How many people in here schedule workout time for themselves? <laughs> it's kind of fly by the seat of your pants, right? Yeah, workout time is one of those things that even, even with business ownership, scheduling your workout time sometimes during the middle of the day, we, we find ourselves doing that, that we have time to do that. But if that's part of your production time, is that really effective? It actually can become counterproductive, although your health is important. If you're not able to service and you're using, if you're losing that good production time, you can be making a phone call or sitting in front of somebody that's a particular client, 
that become that can, that can become very counterproductive. Um, what in here has has triggered you based on you know based on the, the conversation that we had? What has really kind of shook you up and said, you know what, this is this is definitely me in a lot of areas. Christy, do you have do you have something? Morning, ask it again. So, based on what we spoke about today, mm -hmm. what what do you feel um, is specific to you? So, we talked about the to-do list. We talked about fear. Mm -hmm. We talked about all those areas of your of a business model. Which one seems to resonate with you most? I think that for me. Um, I, what I struggle with most yes. is the perception of what other people think I should be doing with my time mm. a little bit. Yeah. And so I feel like I have, um, am dictated by what others think I should be doing rather than taking ownership of my own time. Mm. And I think that that's something that I can work on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a great statement. Brenda, did you have something on that topic, on that question? I think it's in my blood, but decision-making is the worst thing I have on my list. Um, I'm incapable of making a decision in a timely matter. <laughs> um, so that definitely boils down to time management because I can debate back and forth and it could take me 45 minutes to make a simple decision. So, <laughs> so definitely time management comes down to decision-making for me. Decision-making for you, okay. Kathy. Yeah, the discussion around the time blocking really struck home for me because one of the things I was really thinking about is that gap that I do have between commitments where I'm involved with other people, whether yeah. it's a client or a meeting or networking, um, and, and that space that happens in between. I, that's where I had my biggest challenge is in actually blocking that and using it effectively. I tend to kind of get swept up in, okay, what's the next thing? And I'm focused on the next thing, and I'm not utilizing the time that's in between the, the engagements with yeah. people. So I think, you know, that's a really big uh, challenge for me, how to create that blocking and, and then really follow through with it. Okay. So, yeah, thanks. Mm. Thank you. Okay. What about you, Beth? Oh, okay. <laughs> Nora, do you have anything on that? Yeah, I think um, the discussion we had about sabotaging or, or overextending yourself or not being able to get to everything that you wanted to get to, that was really resonating with me too. It, and as well as even just like the personal things like, you know, workout. You know, you try and fit it in where you can. And I, I have it in my calendar, but doesn't mean I actually do it. Because <laughs> I'll start working on something at work, I mean, on the project or whatever, and then I don't get to it. Yeah. So that really does make, make a difference. Make so time blocking, yeah. It's yes. the time blocking. Time yeah. blocking, all right. <laughs> Do anybody else have anything? Sure. 
Well, I think, again, just of our discussion today, it's what are those things that get in the way? I think it plays a little bit into, you know, just being good at time blocking and, you know, being consistent with that. And how do you have the flexibility when things do change to make sure, you know, what's your backup plan? What do you do if this doesn't go through? What am I doing instead? So I feel that I'm effective. Um, and I even was thinking about, you know, what do I do to close down my business each day? I'm not a retail shop, but I think it's still an important concept that at some point I say, what's my stopping point? And what do I have to, you know, kind of answer to myself? What's my process for closing my business down yeah. each day? That's good. That's good. And Deidre, do you have something? Mine was already taken, time blocking. <laughs> but that really hit me because I need to do more of it and I need to stay consistent and be able to deflect the different things that may happen. You know, you yeah. never know. But just trying to get that consistency with the time blocking and getting in the workout time and everything like that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So I'd like to thank everybody for, for your conversation and the questions that you have. What we're going to do here next week is we're going to actually discuss what are those systems, what are those things that we can put in place as business owners to really start thinking about getting our time under control. Because again, time is one of those things that's systematic. It's, it's always going to be something that we're always going to be pressed up against, but we all, we always need to have it in the back of our mind and also actually at the forefront of our mind to figure out how we can actually manage it and be more productive with it. So I wanted to thank everybody here in the studio audience and those that are aligned that are watching. And please um, go to some of our go to some of our social media sites. We have Facebook. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com or forward slash executive talk. You can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com exec talk. And also, we have a meetup group. So, www.meetup.com executive talk business TV show. And also, you can find us on Instagram uh, under www.instagram.com executive talk. So, we'd like to thank you again. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.